This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Spits and Suds. Happy Monday. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. Joining me, NHL guru from Shap Shots. EP Ringside D Magazine, our very own Sean Shapiro. How was your weekend, my friend? It was good. It was good. It was, uh, it actually set up, it's a really good hockey weekend, right? Between, I, I love this time of year. Playoffs are always going to be playoffs. It's, you never beat the playoffs, but I, I love this kind of stretch run where we get some daytime games on the Saturday yeah. and Sunday that kind of means something. And even, even with like, uh, Obviously, I know Detroit is kind of in the free fall and isn't really going to be in the playoffs, but you're still watching meaningful games where Boston's going after this record to go from that. And then just kind of I I love the springtime when you start to get full days of games throughout and uh, just just good reminder to me, too, of like I think the NHL and I know it's a little bit of a losing battle to do in the fall on with, with 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 college and NFL football, but just always a good reminder that I think it's weekends are great when you've got at least one game starting around that lunchtime. So you can kind of just like get the full day of hockey going. And that's what it felt like all weekend. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So we're going to talk stars and the exciting win uh, in just a second. I am going to nitpick one thing. So yesterday the wings picked up a very nice victory over the Bruins. Mm -hmm. And we all know the Bruins are the best team in hockey. So, I'm watching the scroll on ESPN and I see Red Wings beat the Bruins. And then it listed about three or four Bruins stats. And then the Red Wings stats came on. <laughs> and it's a, I know it's a nitpicking thing, yeah. but to me, and I wanted to see your thoughts, I think the winning team, no matter what the record, should get first accolades as far as who scored. I, I think that's a hundred percent fair. Um, if if you're doing the screen, if you're talking scroll and recap and yes. you do it one of two ways, you either do it uh, winning, uh, winning team first, or you do a chronological order where it's like, Hey, this guy scored for Boston. This guy scored for just the chronological order. Just, it doesn't matter uh, team wise, just, but if you're going to do one team, then the other, you do the, uh, you do the winning team first. Yeah. Yeah especially when Dylan Larkin scores, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a little uh, nitpicking. So stars with an exciting victory over the Kraken and mayhem at the end, absolute mm-hmm. madness. And uh, I give a lot of credit to this team because I think if I got the puck, I would immediately shoot um, calmer heads prevailed. 
Uh, they had the right people on the ice. The mighty Joe Pavelski with the one-timer uh, to tie it up. And then Miro Heishkinen, uh with a wonderful goal in overtime after really not having puck possession in that OOT, uh, coming off a wonderful pass from Max Domi and picking up a uh, a great two points on the road against a team that's fighting for a playoff position that played you really well. Uh, just a just a solid overall effort. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it's the theme of that game was if you wanted to break that game down as far as um, to me, the theme was being willingness to make the extra pass when you needed it to, obviously in the chaos at the end that led to the Pavelski tying goal with about, I think like 70, 75 seconds left in the game earlier in the game, the uh, Hintz's goal all the way back in the second period was one that came off of just making that second pass amidst chaos to get it all done. And then um, I mean, I don't know if it will win because obviously, and, and there's not like a formal goal of the year category. And then normally they go to like individual efforts where you get wowed by McDavid, like dancing through six guys and stuff like that. But between the, the pass from Domi and the clean connection from Heishkinen, that's one of the prettiest goals you'll ever see. Like that was a beauty in overtime. Yeah. Just, I mean, between just between the pass and the connection and everything. And I mean, we've, we talked about it early on. We've talked about it early. We touched on it. I mean, Max Domi fits with this team. He does. You should, you should probably look into, uh, look into those. If you're Jim Neal, you're probably thinking, okay, how do we extend Max Domi? So he's around for another, at least, at least another year or so, because he definitely fits with this team. I like what he brings. And, Good, good win for Dallas against a team in the playoff picture. And on top of that, good adversity fighting victory too coming off. I know you I know you scored it's it's easy to forget. They scored 10 goals against Buffalo. So it's it's easy to forget. Like they scored, yeah. they did score 10 goals, yeah. but it's easy to forget that it's not an easy flight from Buffalo to Seattle. Yeah. It's they lost Tyler Sagan too for which unfortunately from what I've heard does not look like it's gonna be a short-term loss. Yes. It lost Tyler Sagan on Thursday night. So as much as it's easy to think, oh, you just rolled off a 10-goal game in Buffalo, a lot of adversity going into the Seattle game where you you met it, you, you, you met it, you won, and what a great setup where you do play Seattle again tonight, super late night, everyone brew your, brew your coffee. Yep. But what a great kind of, playoff setup where i'm sure pete DeBoer and staff are looking at this where it's like okay we can use this to prep some of the younger guys who haven't been there before the delandrias the the wyatt johnstons some of those guys about like hey this is what it's like to play a team twice in a row like this playoff style like it's gonna be it's a it's a great mid not mid-season sorry quarter pole if, if we're using the proper horse racing term uh spot of the season to really to really capitalize and learn as a team this episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
Yeah. You know, one of the things I did tweet after the game, because it's not showing up on that beautiful OT goal, was just as pretty as the goal and pass. Evgeny Dodonov creating the crack and turnover in OT was beautiful hockey. Because I love Max. I'm with you. I love Max yeah. Domi. But he tried to take on the whole Kraken team when the Stars finally got puck possession and lost it. And the Kraken were going the other way. And a nice check by Dodonov separated the puck. And he got it to Domi. Domi did it the rest. So it's not going to show up as far as, like, in the highlights or anything like that. But to me, that was an amazing play by the Russian as well. Yeah, Dodonov seems to me like one where it's going to be a space where, like, if the stars do something special on this run and in the playoffs, he just feels like one of those guys who is going to score one of those, one of those it goals, right? Like you don't know exactly what it'll be. It could be something in the second round could be just one of those it moments will come from him. You just feel like based off kind of how he's kind of come in and fit and everything like that. Well, um, so he's going to have a, he won't have the longest, uh, imprint on the Dallas Stars franchise, but I think he's going to have an impactful one. Yeah, I still, it's so interesting watching him because I'm like, why can't he stick with a team? You know, it's just, it's a fascination yeah. for him because I mean, I'm I'm watching him and even before, you know, when the trade happened, I went back to the highlights and I'm watching him in Montreal and then I'm watching him in Florida and I'm trying to watch and I'm like, you know, it just seems weird that he just continues to go from team to team. And I, I, I do think there is something to, he kind of got stuck. I, I do, and I would be interested to ask a GM this. I do think he may have gotten caught in the cap, cap slash COVID crunch of things. Like he, he, he spent from, he was with Florida for a while, right? He spent a bunch of time with Florida, um, went to back to Russia, came back to Florida. Spent, and then coming out of 2020, I do wonder if he was kind of the player who was like, you're making a little bit, if the cap had continued to stay up, if the cap hadn't been impacted by what COVID did, I wonder if he probably finds a way to make it work in Florida and he probably isn't bouncing around all these places. So I do wonder, it's a good good thought and a good question to ask a GM at some point is, is he the type of guy who, that middle of the lineup guy who GMs had to make choices on where they were going to move on because the cap didn't go up as expected. If he was one of those guys, I, I, it's, it's a really good thought exercise and one I'm probably going to next time I get a chance, someone who may have an idea or next time I'm in a press box talking to a, someone who's who makes these types of decisions. I may pick their brain in that direction. Cool. That would be great. Love to hear it.